Hello and welcome to Tips TVP episode 13 September 2019. 13 Friday the 13th. A weekly show where we share tips and tricks on how to improve your social media. Tips TVP is brought to you by Virtual Palace Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. This week's weekly tipsy. Five exciting ways to reuse influencer-generated content for your brand. <laughs> Imagine if you have a brand that just completed a five-week campaign with a group of influencers. They have created a large collection of great content, but it's all coming to an end, right? Mm-hmm. So usually as a brand, what you would do is leave all the content behind and start a new one. Mm, new campaign. Yeah, new campaign, new content, new influencers. You know, we throw this away. Yeah, one extends. Yeah, one <laughs> But there are actually better ways to reuse the content created by influencers to further boost your branding and mm-hmm. to further um, increase the lifespan of the campaign mm-hmm. Okay, and make more money as well. Influencers command a better trust and connection than brands themselves because they are more human and down-to-earth right, compared to brands. For this reason alone, we as brands shouldn't let content created during the campaign to go to waste. So here are five great ways to reuse their content, which can further milk results from that campaign itself. Mm-hmm. Number one, a collage featuring the product. Let's assume that you ran a campaign to promote new products or one that is on sale, mm-hmm. right? And we also assume that all your influencers are promoting the same product during the same time, mm-hmm. which makes sense uh, because it's part of a campaign. All right. So compile all these videos and images created by them and convert it into a short video. So like 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 a little collage, like a series of them, like a little collage. Add add like a simple animations, flashy colors, and good sound to spice it up. Mm-hmm. As an advertisement, this collage of visual can act as a closing tribute to all your participating influencers. Oh, that kind of thing. Like a yeah, post it, like it can be like a summary of what mm. happened in your entire campaign, and uh, you thank all your thank all your influencers what they did and the contribution that they gave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know like like a like just like a roundup okay yeah correct true by doing so your brand is seen as showing gratitude to the influencers which will go very well in lifting your image among their followers imagine mm. right if you are a follower of an influencer mm-hmm. and that influencer promoted something and that is a brand that you pro- you possibly like or you mm-hmm. don't like, or maybe you have, you're indifferent. You're like, I don't know whether I like or not. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. But at the end of the campaign, if you were to see an advertisement mm-hmm. of the brand thanking all the influencers and your, your influencer is one of it. Okay. Like, hey, it's not too bad. Because yeah. No other brands do this, right? They don't go out and go out and live and thank. Correct. Right, at least they, they humanize their advertisement. Yes. Yes. This is like proper thank you, proper closure. Like proper thank thing. you, proper closure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, and that gives a very good image. Mm. Yes. Reputation. PR, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. Secondly, your brand's account featuring them. Influencers have been known to command a greater trust and connections than brands. They are more human, transparent, and down to earth. Usually, influencers are the ones posting about the sponsor's product. But it would also be nice if your brand does the same by featuring them in your post. Pick a nice image or video created by them and add a caption that best identifies them. By keeping the visual cues as original as possible, you are able to retain the influencer's credibility. Yeah, so this one is just so to say like your sort of like a reposting. 
it yeah it's reposting. like reposting it's like reposting so the the concept here is usually what people do is the influencers will post an image or a visual of mm-hmm. the brand because they are paid to do it yep correct they're given that free product right but what but it would be nice if we can have the product featuring that influencer mm-hmm. instead okay. of the influencer featuring the product Ah, okay, okay. okay. How, how do you go about example? Let's say Nike sponsors Michael Jordan shoes. Yeah. And, and let's say, for example, if Nike sponsors Michael Jordan and five other basketballers, that same pair of shoes, mm-hmm. right? They, uh, they are promoting that pair of shoes. They put it out. And these five different basketballers are influencers. In their own Instagram account, they will post images and videos of the shoe, of them okay. using the shoe, All right? right? And at the end of the campaign, or maybe like halfway through the campaign or something, the Nike Nike account itself will post pictures of the shoe featuring oh, them. Okay, okay. All right. Post, posting the shoe of them now, together yeah. with the shoe. Them with and the together shoe. together with the influencer. Yes. Okay, got them it. Them with the shoe. So, so it becomes like, uh, it can be, it is a cross-posting or mm-hmm. it's a reposting, but the angle is a bit different mm-hmm. because from one side you have the influencer wearing the shoe. Mm-hmm. From another side, if you have, uh, you have the shoe with the influencer. I see. Okay, okay. How about another example of Red Bull whereby they post the achievement and result done by the athletes itself? Yes, they can do that as Without well. Without any Red Bull signs. I think that would... Yeah, yeah. So it's because uh, yeah. they like the influencer wants to post things of the, the, the brand's premium product, mm. but the brand will post the influencer's achievement. So yes. it's sort of like the correlation. Yes. Yes, thing, win-win win situation. Well. Yeah. Let's say, for example, if uh, they have this hashtag called Team Nike, mm-hmm. right? And uh, let's say if Michael Jordan is Team Nike, mm-hmm. and Michael in Michael Jordan's Instagram account, they have pictures and videos of him wearing the new pair of shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in Nike's account, Nike will probably, let's say, for example, last year or a few years back, Michael Jordan was awarded something by Barack Obama, mm-hmm. right? Then Nike will post that thing and say, um, Michael Jordan was awarded something something mm-hmm. by President Barack Obama and hashtag Team Nike. Mm, yeah, just you a know? subtle yeah, use a hashtag use yeah. a hashtag as to uh, to in the use of the what about the viewers that we are we are somewhat related. Yes, yes, yeah, makes sense. Like we are a family kind of thing. Yes, correct, yeah. correct. You don't have to make it like like high product and influence kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it, it's a bit more of a friendship relationship yes, rather yes. than uh you know than a. For the business relationship. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, agree. So the third one, targeting segments. If an influencer is good with their followers, chances are they will also be effective with others with similar interests. You can boost the post and target people similar to your influencer who may not be their followers at all. Mm-hmm. By utilizing the creatives already created to target similar people, your content becomes more effective because they are already created by someone who is good with that target audience. Group of people, yes. Even more so when the content is done by a human being instead of a brand. <laughs> At the same time, you may also be helping your influencers gain more awareness and possibly even followers. Mm. So, there are, there are two parts of this, right? It's like, for example, if you look for an influencer mm-hmm. who is good with uh, segment like target audience A, Influencer good with target audience B, target audience C, target audience D, right? And then you put products out and you ask them to promote your product because they are more connected to the target audience A than you are. 
Ah, yes, agree, agree. Right? And then, when you take, when you, but of, of all people in target audience A, maybe let's say only 50% of the entire target audience A in a country follows this person. Mm-hmm. If you take this content back, and then you put in your money to run an advertisement on target audience A, mm-hmm. which who do not follow this guy, mm-hmm. they, they are reaching the other 50%. Correct, yes. And number one, it, the, the value to you as a brand is that the content is already being created. Yeah, they establish a relationship with Yes. And even if this target audience A is not followers of this person, mm-hmm. the content matches because the message matches. Mm, right? Correct, correct. So chances of this content uh, being able to relate to target audience A, which is not within the, the subset of this guy, uh, uh, followers of this guy. Mm, okay. Right there. So, now target audience A got, got two groups. One is those who follow him. Mm-hmm. One is those who don't follow him. Mm-hmm. If we were to run an ad with the content that he creates towards the people who don't follow him, the message is the same. Because they are same, they are the same target audience. Right, yeah, so they, they, they like the same, the same, same language, the same thing, yeah. image kind of thing. Yeah, the same kind of jokes, the same kind of things, and it also helps um helps this this influencer get more reach and oh okay got probably, it. cross market and help yeah, them boost their followers as probably well. Probably they will follow him. Ah yes yes. So he will gain like maybe another twenty percent or you know mm, followers kind of thing. Another I think 30% it's followers. the same business concept. I would say influencer concept as. Uh, Epicism mm-hmm. or MGAC mm-hmm. or let's just say uh, oh Genie Boy TV. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Longkei, the, the Bakwa ad before? No. Yeah. So, you know, Longkei is a very traditional yes. kind of uh, Bakwa. Yeah. So, where they do the, how they promote things and their brand awareness and their standpoint, uh, it's very, it's very traditional. Yeah. You know, lion dance, jump on the you know, red color and there must be Chinese New Year. Yep. But Genie Boy TV took a spin on it mm-hmm. and created his own version. You know, Genie Boy is very, very, very humorous yeah. and the production, the way he speaks is very millennial. Yeah. So therefore he, Longke and uh, Genie Boy can uh, sort of like relate to this kind of, this situation. Yeah. Uh, yep. Which I think they can follow. La. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good um, example mm-hmm. which, which is how they, they can work because um, Longke is not very good at reaching to millennials. Correct. Because yes. They, they were very effective back in the TV ad time. Mm. But then they fell out of social media side and they fell out of media and they cannot continue to create new customers, new generation of customers. So by using Jenny Boy, he's, they are able to reach out to a new generation of customers who yeah. are the millennials. Correct, correct. So but they are, they are, they are, they are. Yeah, USB, yeah, the image of the old version is too yeah. strong. Really. Yes. They cannot change yes. it's it. It's too traditional. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Next up, fourth call to action. Include an action you want your customers to take when viewing your ad. While most common common ones are to buy your product, others can include downloading an app, signing up for a service, or getting a free trial. Set up your ad with a call to action in mind and use whichever function that social that your social media platform provides. They could be Instagram shopping tags, swipe up in stories or paying links to your website for further information and action. If you are selling something, also include a promo code with an interesting discount to motivate immediate purchase. Yeah, especially for Asian market. Especially for Asian market. And it is also worth it to note that um, usually one advertisement should only contain one call to action. Yes. 
not multiple. Not 100 call to action. Yeah, there's a such thing called decision fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is such thing called decision fatigue. And um, while, while from the influencer's point of view, posting some of these content uh, started off as brand awareness and reach. While then, when, when we as brands pick it up again, mm-hmm. it has become the point where people already know what it is mm-hmm. or they may not have made a decision yet or they saw it or they haven't decided whether or not to buy something. Mm-hmm. When we pick it up again and we as a brand post that ad out, we can almost immediately put a call to action in there. Mm, Usually yeah. it's a final mile thing. It's like a buy something, give a promo. It's like a recall. It's like a remarketing and recall. It's like a remarketing or just a final one before you, you close that campaign for good. Mm-hmm. And put proper call to actions and make it like very uh substantial there mm-hmm. just to like 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 obvious like buy now yeah like buy <laughs> now because the brand awareness is already done yes by the yes. influencer so don't waste it yeah or or let's say for example if you have um like studio does a lot of all these 15 percent mm-hmm. off with yes. all the influencers right but they don't do it all the time so imagine let's say for example if you have a new if they have a new range of products mm-hmm. and they're running it for the next two two months mm-hmm. and if a person sees it and they haven't decided whether or not to buy or they keep forgetting um once the influencers are done marketing it right you run one more round of it to say this is the last call 15 percent mm-hmm. off yes correct yeah. take it or leave it extension period extension <laughs> period yes and then they become like oh I uh, yeah, I missed it. Yeah, really. I should I buy now. It the first time, I should buy now. Yeah, yeah. quite true. Yeah, FOMO. <laughs> yeah, it's a very FOMO kind of thing. And the last one, number five, measure results. While we can obtain some information on the effectiveness of our influencers' posts, nothing beats having our own. While running these various ads using content from different influencers, it takes to have a look at the results you get. It may be able to teach you more and could help you with your future campaigns. For example, you could split test different models of, a, of let's say, different products that mm-hmm. you're selling to see if one model of product sells better than the other to that specific target segment. We don't know, right? Yep, correct. Uh, and if you put it out to the influencer, if the influencer gets product A, they mm-hmm. will only market product A. Mm-hmm. They will yep. not ask, oh, I think I would prefer to market product B. But you know because you have, you have the collection of all the other yep, products. Yeah, correct, yes. And then, you could also run different discount percentages to see if conversion growth is linear or exponential. Mm, okay. Say, for example, 15%. Who says 15% is the best? Yep, correct. How do you know? Maybe 10% is better. Mm. Maybe 20% is better. If you put, if you run a few advertisements with a few different promotion price points, mm-hmm. right? Like a few different discount points, and you see if the growth is exponential, then you know that. By giving 20%, you lose out on 5%, but you sell this much more. Right, yeah, you and increase you the up, revenue quantity. And you, make, and you end up making more because your sale volume is higher. Yes, correct. But yeah. if it's only just linear, then it doesn't make sense. Mm, yeah. Then you might as well just stay at 15% and earn the other 5%. <laughs> yeah, correct. Don't so, no waste the time. Yeah, but the fact is we don't know until we test it. Mm, and yep. we cannot rely on the data that influencers give us. We need to run our own to know because we come from a different perspective. We need to consolidate most of them. Yes. Because everyone's data will be different. They will all be scattered around. They have yeah. their own, they have their own data. You need to finalize and pick up the right points for yourself. Yes. yes. And usually influencers are not very good at measuring data and being able to make sense of all these data yeah, that they because have. Data, data, data storing ability and analysis skill set is digital marketing's job. Yes, it's a digital marketing job. Influencer, yeah. 
if yeah, the influencer if the influencer have a marketing team behind, then it's a different story. Yep. But most influencers don't. So that makes it different as well. Yeah, true. So that. All right. So um, at the end of the day, recycling is a win-win. Mm-hmm. There are very few influencers who can decline your intention to reuse their content if they know very well that they can gain from it. Of yeah. course, there are some influencers who will decline. Why would they decline? Uh, I don't know. Maybe their lawyers say they don't want. But oh, most okay, okay. But at the same point of time, maybe they are certain, helping ambassador another brand, then they don't want. Maybe, maybe they, they don't want some overlap or something. Mm. Uh, but most of the time, influencers are happy to let you reuse their content, mm-hmm. which isn't a problem because it's supposed to be a healthy relationship after all, right? Correct. Right. Uh, it also helps that good content are being put to good use at a minimal additional cost because mm. you already spend so much on a campaign. And you already have all these photos and videos that they created, right? Don't waste it. Yeah, don't waste it. Just by just by extending your campaign by half a cycle, mm-hmm. you can reuse all this content that they created. And a lot of influencers create proper, really good content. Yeah, correct. Right? And and they are good content that you create not not even using your internal team. They are doing it for you. Yeah, your 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 production team is already there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so just use it lah. Yeah, just use it lah, right? Yeah, you want to have a lower CPR, ma. Exactly. Mm. So next time when you're creating an influencer campaign, consider adding this part, this this little bit of part, this um part the where you use their their stuff on the tail end of the campaign. The result may surprise you. Mm-hmm. Let's see how Cristiano Ronaldo will bring back oh Shopee. Oh my God, Cristiano Ronaldo! <laughs> I what's cannot. Your, what's your call on this influencer and Shopee? <laughs> okay, two things. Number one is. Um, there is a certain standard that Cristiano Ronaldo need to keep. <laughs> the, the image, uh. At least his PR team needs to be able to say, like, you know, um, I know the money is good, but <laughs> it is tarnishing my client's image. So no, I'm not gonna. He's not gonna take this up. There is a certain standard. This guy just made a fool out of himself, <laughs> and it's not good. It's not. You cannot say all publicity is good publicity mm-hmm. because this is really very very bad. Yep. First thing. Second thing is, initially Shopee started off this this crazy shark thing. Uh, yes, correct. The shark this, campaign yeah, thing. Yeah, the, the shark campaign thing where they use this song and they, they do like all this really, 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 really low class video. Mm-hmm. Initially when they did it, I thought it was just because they have no budget. Uh-huh. Right? But now, I even if Lando. they can, even when they can, they can afford to hire Cristiano Ronaldo, the quality of the ad is so bad it really makes me question how legit Shopee really is. Because I cannot stand. It, it is so degrading to yeah. their own brand name. The quality is very not nice. Yeah, it's so bad, the quality. <laughs> so what do you think about... We, we, okay, how, how would you uh, recommend Shopee to do differently? I would ask Using Cristiano Ronaldo. At least not do ads like this. Okay. Like do some proper proper classy ads. I mean, this is the one of the best footballer in the world. Yep, yeah, correct. Right? Yeah. They probably paid like tens of millions of dollars just to hire him to stand there for ten seconds <laughs> to, to flash the phone. <laughs> yeah, to flash the phone. At least hire a proper marketing team to uh-huh. come up with a proper marketing, uh, you know, proper production. I see. So it means that okay, the the problem comes from the idea itself. Will you say that? Yes, it's too cheap. It's too cheap. Yes. The problem is not in Ronaldo. The problem mm. is in Shopee. Yep, correct. Well, Ronaldo's fault for taking up <laughs> a Shopee job, but money. It, it's Shopee's problem for 
not spending their money in the right places. Ah, correct. Yes. If you get a half-ass footballer, right, and put so much more effort onto creating proper production, <laughs> I think it will work a lot better. Yeah, you need a good uh. You need a good story and a proper planning. Yeah, at least high class a bit lah. Yeah, your talent is already so very bad. high class. Yeah, this is so bad. It's like, it's like asking Lady Gaga to do Bunny Show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, imagine if to, tomorrow Lady Gaga comes and dance the Shopee thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I will never ever listen to Lady Gaga anymore. I won't life. see Lady Gaga the same anymore. <laughs> no, I'll never see her the same anymore. So what, what happened? It's the same thing because a lot of people are big fans of Ronaldo because mm-hmm. he's a very, very good footballer, right? Correct. Yeah, and imagine if, like, the most famous person in your mind, right? Like, for example, let's say Lady Gaga is the one. It's like the one, right? Mm-hmm. You, you worship her. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow you see her come and she will, she will she appear will. in that. Let's sing a lot. Happy ass. Happy ass ad. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Cannot, cannot, no, cannot. No, 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 no. Unacceptable. <laughs> but whatever the price, that was unacceptable. Well, but that's a good topic, lah. Because <laughs> it's a trendy topic now in Malaysia. Yes, it even, is. Even people are asking, how much do, you, how much did they pay Ronaldo, bro? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So let's recap this week's weekly tipsy. Five exciting ways to reuse influencer-generated content for your brand. Number one, a collage featuring the product. Number two, your brand's account featuring your influencers. Mm-hmm. Number three, targeting segments with your advertisements. Um, to the sec- to the segment where your influencers are in order to get more information. Mm-hmm. And number four, adding call to actions to all your content because the your influencers have already done enough brand awareness. So when you go in there, you hit right to the point and sell. Number five, measuring results. Very important to see the results for yourself. You might get different kind of results from your influencers. Mm-hmm. And that's it for TPVP. TV Podcast is a part of Social Media Weekly and it's available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is TVP episode 13 September. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. Au Sayonara. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>